All right, everybody, welcome back to another podcast. You got, uh, we're one man down tonight. BJ's got a man down. BJ's son is sick and he's not feeling very well, so he's doing the dad thing tonight. So you got uh, myself and Scotty looking all proper with that haircut. Yes, he looks very nice. (laughs) Same damn hat I had on the last time that we did this podcast. (laughs) Yes, and shirt maybe. I don't know. It probably is, dude. Yeah, I don't change anything, you know. It's working. I go with it. There you go. (laughs) How you boys been? Not bad. Not bad. Good. Good. It's been nice here. So we've been doing stuff outside a lot and hanging out, but not as nice as there. No, weather's been gorgeous, man. Yes. Hopefully you guys have been fishing. No. (laughs) I don't know. I'm a I'm in my office all the goddamn time. I think Scotty is too though. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of work going on. Oh. Well, I did fish a couple of days and then went up to Nebraska to uh goose hunt for a few days and gotta hang up and so yeah, I'm back in town and ready to lay it down, baby. Lay it down. Nice. Fish. You got any plans to go fish? Yeah, actually, I might fish tomorrow for a couple hours, but uh, I'm going to help some buddies move this weekend. And then next week, we're actually supposed to be in the mid-40s, and I think I'm going to hit it pretty hard next week if I'm not duck hunting. So, yeah, yep, get it done right before Christmas. Kids get out of school next Friday, so, Mm. uh, yeah, might take my middle son out hunting a couple times over the Christmas break and take my oldest one and him out fishing. Over the Christmas time. Yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you guys going to fish any over the Christmas break? I'm hoping to, yes. <laughs> yeah. I don't even know if I'm going to get any days off. Oh, no kidding. That sucks, dude. <clears throat> We're right in the middle of two really big projects that have to be done before the year ends. So oh. maybe, maybe not. <laughs> mm, snap. Well, shoot. Well, good. Okay. So first, first thing we're going to lead off on. I'm going to call this the trials and tribulations of <laughs> Rob's urinary tract. Oh. It, wasn't a, <laughs> it wasn't a urinary tract infection, weirdo. It was uh, <laughs> nothing like passing a kidney stone during a uh, a layover flight in Denver in the public bathroom that's absolutely full and having to uh, be taken out of the airport in an ambulance. It was pretty fun. Yeah, Especially so when you're bawling your eyes out. Oh, dude, throwing up from the pain. Yes. Yeah, dude. <laughs> dude. Talk about a nightmare yeah. scenario. I mean, I I dread having to use, I've, since I was 15 years old, and I shit you not, knock on wood, I've never used a toilet on an airplane. Oh, dude. Okay, that's, that's, yeah. that's my streak. <laughs> I've peed in one, but that's it. You know? I do, me too. So, I mean, yeah. having having something like that going down on a flight, oh, my God. I mean, it, it's literally like a nightmare. Dude, I'm telling you, man. I uh, I flew in from Scotts Bluff to Denver, which luckily was only a 25-minute flight, and I was in so much pain. And I get off the flight, and it is everything I can do to walk down the terminal. And it just... That was it, dude. The kidney stones, like, hey, motherfucker, I'm coming, bitches, right now. <laughs> and so it was off to the bathroom, and then the paramedics came, and they <laughs> got me all fixed over the IV, and then put me on the stretcher gurney, and wheeled me off to the ambulance, and off I go to the emergency room. So I got oh. to spend an extra night 
in Denver. So that was fun. And then at 3.45 in the morning, got to go to the ambulance again. So I'm good for ambulances for a while. I did two ambulance rides in a 24-hour period. <laughs> yeah, that's, oh, uh, that's probably two more yeah. than I've done in the last 40 years. I uh, know. This is my first one, too. Mm-hmm. I have only ever been a passenger in an ambulance. <laughs> Dude, I I am not even wanting to get the bill because I'm sure it was like five grand for each ride that I took. And I took two. And so, yeah. I feel that happens. That bad. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> did, you, uh, did you keep your stone and get it bronzed? Man, dude, hell no, dude. I should have. <laughs> that's the first time that's ever happened to me. And I hope it's the last, but... uh I don't know. I'm scared now. I'm I, I'm like looking at everything I eat, and I'm like, man, that's that got calcium in it. Is that got high protein, dude? That kind of could set my shit off again. <laughs> so, the number like, one cause of kidney stones is well done steaks. <laughs> I know. With I did ketchup. read an article. <laughs> I read an article. It's like you know, ninety uh, percent of all vegetarians never get kidney stones, and I was <laughs> literally like, "I think I'm about to become a vegetarian right now, dude." Screw oh me. hell no! I was like, "Dude, I cannot hang with that shit." So it's not worth it. Yeah. No. So anyway, but cool. So that's all my medical stuff out there. You can check my records now that go. I've passed two kidney stones. So well, yeah, we're we glad you're on the public. mend. I am yeah, on the mend. Yeah. At least you passed something. That was a. <laughs> it was definitely a, a tense couple days there, or, you know, day or so in the in the messages. Dude, I was hurting, man. Yeah, I was hurting. Yeah. Oh, that sucks. But I'm better, man. I'm feeling a lot better. So, and we shot a lot of geese, and so that was even better. So, uh, got limit the first day, and shot four the second day, and then the last day was pretty weak, but eh, you know, it's hunting. So. Yeah, it is what it is. So hey, nothing wrong with that. We're ready to hit it. Yeah, yeah. So what do we got on the docket tonight, Stephen? Now that uh, I feel like everybody's like, "Oh my gosh, Rob had a kidney stone. Oh my gosh, he died. Did you hear about that? Yeah, he's <laughs> off the podcast. He died." Everybody's like, "What the fuck does this have to do with fly fishing?" <laughs> That's exactly right. This is not Move what I listen to this shit for. Move it along, Stephen. <laughs> exactly. Move it, along. It, it has absolutely nothing. But if these people had any. <laughs> Any goddamn love in their body and like this podcast, they would care about us. Yeah. I appreciate that. I think so. Okay. I appreciate that. So we were talking before this podcast started. We're going to try and break this podcast up into segments. So we're going to have like a like fly fishing segment, and then we're going to have a kind of a tying segment in the middle, and then we're going to end up with kind of a, kind of a grab bag of topics at the end. So we'll see how this works. Perfect. That sounds good. So, I, I feel like that BJ's missing out. BJ is missing out. Yeah. Or BJ. Or BJ. Or BJ. So we'll save a segment. We'll save a segment for him. Yes. We'll yeah. uh we'll talk about PA <laughs> Legends netting techniques. <laughs> It'll be the BJ's back segment. BJ's yeah. <laughs> BJ's corner. Brought to you by <laughs> Guess who's back? Back again. BJ's back. Tell your friends. Tell your friends. Rob brought this one up. Let's start with catching fish in tailwaters during the winter. Yeah, I was uh, 
I was fishing last week and I, I was kind of thinking about, it's like, we've got winter, winter time coming in, colder temps, uh, you know, what kind of stuff? And I know that you guys are tailwater experts. And uh, what do you guys look for, man? What, what is, uh, what, what kind of water are you guys looking for? What kind of bug selection are you looking for? Tippet size? You know, give me the gamut, dude. I want to know what you guys do. Go ahead, Scotty. Oh, me? Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna edit this outline while you're spitting knowledge. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's uh I live in, in the center of the tailwater universe pretty much. I mean yeah, we got do. a lot of, we got a lot of them around here and although wintertime here it can be like the last couple of days close to sixty degrees or it can be below zero. So kind of generalizing, I guess it's more cold weather versus the winter season specifically. Um, but I think typically, you know, the challenges with ice and stuff like that, if, if that's what you're dealing with, but as far as all things being equal, I just noticed that, you know, the water's clearer, the water's typically lower. Uh, the fish are a little spookier, the bugs are smaller. So you got to tighten things up and, uh, you know, I, I usually run, that's probably the only time of year that I'll drop down to 6X if necessary. Um, and I ditch the indicators quite a bit. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw a bead, I'll peg a bead for my top fly and use that as my indicator so I can see it, you know, in the water column, in the feeding lanes. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as far as bug selection goes, I'm usually fishing 24s where i might be fishing 22s uh other times of the year just depending on the bugs i fish a lot of nymphs i fish a lot of uh you know betas and and uh midges and mayfly stuff so that's kind of my game yeah are you uh uh i I know the answer to this but i'm gonna ask you anyway are you totally just in the sight fishing game scott or are you like i'm gonna work this run look at this and or are are you just kind of picking through, looking for fish that you want or runs that you want? Well, it just depends on the conditions. But if, you know, if the water's clear, then I start sight fishing as soon as I get out of the truck. Um, I'm, I'm looking for movement. I'm looking for where fish are going to be holding just so I don't spook them. And so I'll spend, you know, 15 minutes or so just kind of finding some high ground and just stand there and watch and see what's going on and, you know, it's it's amazing to me how often I'll spot a nice fish in a spot where I was just going to walk through uh, just because I stopped and stood next to a tree up, up kind of halfway up the slope and, and just stood there and watched. And it's beautiful and it's fun. And I like doing that. I like that part of it as well. But, um, yeah, I'll, I'll, tr- I'll start off as, you know, approaching it as a sight fishing gig and then... I'll work my way to the deeper waters um, when there's, you know, runs that you can't, that you're kind of blind drifting in. Um, but, you know, if I'm, I'm pretty lazy, so I'm not yeah. like put the indicator on, take the indicator off, change your leader length, do this, do that. I'm just like, dude, there's, there's a lot of days where I start and finish the day with the same rig if I don't break it off. 
Because <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm so freaking lazy. So I'll just kind of go, you know what? I'm going to pass this water up because I'm not really rigged up for it, you know? <laughs> right. And, you know, that's uh, that's uh, understandable. I mean, you know, especially when it's cold and your hands are wet from, you know, netting fish and getting your hands in the water. And you're like, man, I just don't feel like screwing with any knots and the sun's not out and maybe a little wind going. Yeah, I understand that. Sure. Dude. I understand sure. that. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but well, Steven, so on your yes. side of it, so how are you running? Are you running your split shot uh, any different than you do in the summertime for tailwaters? Or are you running like a drop shot? Uh, how are you running your rigs out there? Um, are you doing anything different than what Scott's doing? Are you sight fishing for fish, working runs? What you doing? I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm basically doing the same thing Scott's doing, you know what I mean? Because we're, um, yeah. Because we're, you know, we're kind of from the same school of thought, you know, out of the San Juan or the or the Pueblo tailwater and all that jazz here. But, uh, you know, if if I see a fish, I'm I'm definitely throwing at it. But, uh, you know, those those fish are down. You know, for the most part, they're they're down in the runs, and you know, they're trying to get their get their feet on and not move. So I'm I'm really focusing on seams, and you know working all sides of the seam and up and down and really gritting it out is hmm. uh, my first tactic. Are you looking for fish that are kind of in the deeper cut runs on the seams, or are you looking for something that's uh, like coming up in the riffles or, you know, dry, uh, like little drop-off shelves and that kind of stuff? What are you What are you actually looking for? Um, I'm, I'm really going to say that what I'm looking for is going to be dependent on how my leader set up. And in the wintertime, it's, it's pretty lean on weight. I'm not, you know, I'm not like up in the water column, but I'm not like summertime, you know, trying to get flies past stalkers down to bigger fish. (laughs) So it's, it's a, it's a leaner rig and it's a longer indicator. So it's, you know, it's a little further out and there's a little more drag and shit to worry about. Mm -hmm. But you're uh, really working that men then, huh? Yep. Yeah, mend the the shit out of it, and I'm hoping that the the minimal weight I have on, I can get underneath my indicator by the time I need it there. Gotcha. And that brings up two other things. So uh, I know that I have a better drift when I get that indicator. I throw that first mend in, and I get my indicator behind those flies. Seems that my flies drop down quicker, and I can get down in those deeper runs. But sometimes I want to keep that indicator in front so it's kind of – almost pulling my flies because if it's like a, a little fast run and then it slacks out to nice big open deep water i'm kind of wanting to keep that indicator in front of it to kind of keep my flies moving uh especially in the winter time when i'm trying to get that fly down to that deeper section oh yeah but i don't know that's just what i do do you guys uh change up the number of flies you guys use in the winter time compared to uh summertime are you guys like running only two flies in the winter or three flies what are you guys doing two 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 anywhere yeah i'm too much of a shit show to throw three flies (laughs) i mean it just turns into a mess and i end up with no flies yeah (laughs) yeah i I mean I, i see dudes throwing three i'll throw three every once in a while but i'm like you guys i just throw two if i'm gonna lose something i'd rather lose two than three you know yeah the the one thing I do change up during in the winter time is I will I'll change my color scheme on my nymphs from, you know, the warmer 
reds, pinks, you know, I mean, they still work, but I kind of, right. I kind of slide them into the blue, purple, black range a little bit more. I like that too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like mm-hmm. that too. Something that's not super flashy, you know, that's going to work through that water column. And, uh, you know, Scotty, I'll, I'll throw him under the bus. I'll roll a, I'll roll a stupid. Uh Oh, don't say it. I'll roll it through there, baby. I'll throw pats with like a size 22 RS2 below it and just mop up, you know. And sometimes the water's so low, I don't even have to put split shot on. That pats will just go whoop and drop it on down. So, uh, but Is yeah. your pats your bottom fly so it's like a drop shot rig? No, I don't run that too much like that. Uh, that's, uh, that's that Euro nymphing that I'm trying to learn. But I, I don't run it like that. I mean, I have, but I, I just don't. I don't run it like that, so because I'm the split shot guy, you know. One piece is uh, the one that keeps you from catching those big fish. One piece not enough. One it piece is. too many. You know? That's what so. I tell people when they when they've been struggling out here. I just tell them you're probably one split shot away from the best day of your life. Yep, that's it, man. That's <laughs> it might it. be putting one on. It might be taking one off. But that's what yeah. you got to experiment with. When I've you know the first couple years fishing out here. I would change my weight 10 times before I'd consider changing my bugs. Me oh, too. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Just making sure you get a good drift. If you've got something that looks remotely buggy, there you know, there's a good chance you're going to get at least something to eat it. And, you know, that's kind of why another reason why I don't really fish three bugs anymore. I used to when I was trying to figure out like what they're eating and whatever, but it's pretty repetitive. I mean, I can go out there most times of the year and, and dial it in with, you know, two or three bug changes. And uh, so you don't have to sit there and try to have, you know, three different bugs on until you figure out a pattern of what they're targeting. Plus, you know, another good reason for observing fish is you can tell what they're feeding on by the way they're feeding, by where they're feeding. And if you can see fish feeding, then you can you know what bug to tie on depending right. on what what time of year it is. Yep. Yeah, you can feed them. And you know, I, I, in the winter time too, especially uh, when I was in Colorado, uh, you guys are right. I mean, it can be cold one day, and then boom, you get a nice little warm front to come through, and it'll be pushing you know the fifties and sixties for three or four or five or six days. And you can hit the water, and there could be BWOs popping off. You know, I mean, oh, oh, yeah. it just depends. Uh, and I'm I'm always looking for that fish rising as well, too. But I won't change my <laughs> nymph rig unless I really see some fish committing to it. You know? Oh yeah. But uh, but I have fished with guys who were like, dude, we're throwing all dry midges, you know, size twenty two dries, little sprout midges and stuff like that. And I'm just like, yeah. I think I'm going to yeah. nymph and actually catch some fish. You know, not I've that got they catch fish, but. I've got buddies that, man, they see a, a, a swirl on the surface, and they're like, oh, <laughs> I'm switching to dries. And I'm like, yep. okay, hey, and that's great. More power yeah, to man. them. They love it. That's how they love to fish. They, they'd rather go all day and catch one fish on a dry than catch 20 fish on nymphs. Yep. And that's cool, man. If that's what does it for you great but for me it's it's like they say it's all about that tug and as soon as i release that fish i'm like okay let's do that again and you know what it is kind of cool when your buddy does finally hook one up on the dry especially if you've been rocking on fish they oh, hook yeah. them up 
you know, I always am like, you know what, man, let me reel this stuff up. Let me come over. All right, dude. And, you know, I think you and I are thinking of the same person, Brian. Probably. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly well, what I'm thinking of. Among, among others, but, yeah, he's, yeah. he's one of the primaries. <laughs> and so, I mean, I'm always like, ah, oh, dude, let me come over and check it out, you know. And I definitely want to make sure they got a picture of the fish with the dry fly in their mouth in the middle right. of February or whatever, you know, so I think that's cool. That's cool. Or a largemouth bass in January. You know? <laughs> While you're on the phone. <laughs> Freaking awesome, dude. <laughs> dude. That was awesome. Yeah. Speaking dude, of that's a good spot. Town. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No kidding. So, uh, real quick, so on that lighter tippet, are you guys uh, more apt to ask one of your buddies to come net that fish? Uh, let's say you're rolling six. No. Negative. What about you, Steve? Nah. I got skills. Nah. Man, I I do too, but I always just am like, man, you know what? Why don't you come net it? Let's get everybody Dude, involved. I like to Well, I mean, if you, wanna, if you want to do that, that's cool. But yeah. for me, I mean, you can put the wood to those fish with 6X. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you've fished with it for a while and you're comfortable with it and, you let, and you've got your rod loaded up properly, you can turn that fish's head. You can turn a 20-inch fish on 6 and get net pretty quickly if if as long as you're quick when they make that run to get them on the reel and you got that drag set right or you know letting that line slip through your hands and what i do if i've got a big fish on and i can't get them on the reel i'll take i'll take my my uh you know the the line that i have in my in my left hand and i'll just like put my left arm straight out so that i've got a whole bunch of line between my left hand and the first eye on the rod and if that fish makes a run i can close that distance really quickly versus trying to let that line slip through my fingers and it kind of pops and it gets hung up and that's how you lose fish but man you can get uh you can you can keep up with those fish on a big run like that on 6x and you can put a lot of pressure on them too oh yeah oh i totally agree yeah and you know and that's uh I, I think you're right. Uh, and, and, you know, I mean, you always got the opportunity as well to walk downstream or walk upstream with them or whichever, mm-hmm. you know, so it's not that big a deal. And so, yeah. Anyway. And, and the water's typically, you know, low this time of year. So it's not like you're in danger running up and down the river chasing after a fish. Right. Right. Yeah. I mean, as long as you're watching where you're going, you're not tripping over everything or running through other people's runs and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just start screaming fish on and just run downstream right through Me where too. people are fishing. <laughs> I just yeah. unloosen my drag and just let it go, dude. Just, I'm on 6X. Get out of way. Just let it start making noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Love it. That's the first thing I do when I get a reel. I take the O ring out of it. So it'll free spin, and I take that stupid noisemaker out. I don't like that zinging and clicking when it when a fish is running because I don't want to turn heads. Oh, I do. <laughs> Love turning heads. Learning to turn the heads. That's how you get haters, man. Hey, 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 hey. And so I like yeah. that Abel. That thing is loud. Dude, yeah. the problem with that is people keep looking like, what? and pretty soon you got a dude ten feet from you trying to fish the top end of your drift. That's like, true. That's it. Yeah, that's very what true. The hell? Scoot back, bro. Get back. Get back. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, that's it. That's good. Well, all right, Stephen, what you got for topic two, baby? We kind of locked uh, that up. Topic two. So here's here's another one in the fly fishing realm. And this may or may not be a tough one, but uh, definitely definitely goes along with wintertime stuff. If you're If you're talking to a beginner in fly fishing, 
Are you going to tell them to work on their knots or work on their drift? First, first, if you got to get one of those right, which one's going to be? Hmm. <laughs> That's a, it's a Did tough I, one. First of all, I don't know if my ADHD is going to really roll with this structure that, that we're trying to do. I'm like, I got to go off the rails at least three or four times every podcast. Well, we'll, we'll have the we'll have the grab bag of topics in the end that way you can okay. just get okay. you can you can Scott, lose lose your. I'm train starting of thought. to sweat here. I mean, I you guys are like topic one, topic two, and I'm like starting to get the cold sweats. Like oh, I'm starting to get a little nervous here. I can't dude, do this. He's already sliding that slide back on his pump, dude. It's already. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm about to kill all these some bitches in here. Oh yeah, I'm chasing butterflies. <laughs> yeah, topic two. Man, that's a tough question because, <laughs> I mean, if you don't have a good drift, you're never going to get a fish on. But if you don't have good knots, you're never going to get a fish in. I mean, that's kind of like you got to do both. But I think uh, I think the basics <laughs> they can work on the drift. I think the basics of rigging is something that's definitely important and learning like two, maybe three knots, uh, simple knots, you know, a clinch knot, a triple surgeons, something along those lines, super, super easy. Um, they should be practicing that and getting that dialed in. And honestly, you're not going to catch fish if you're shitting in the water. And if it takes you 10 minutes to freaking re-rig because you you can't tie a knot worth of shit, you're only going to fish 20 minutes in a four-hour day. So, yep. you know, I think I think the knots and then uh, you'll, you'll accidentally catch a fish even if you don't get your drift right every now and again. <laughs> first things first. Yeah, you'll definitely first, uh, luck in at least one. <laughs> I, I'm just still laughing at Scott's earlier comment. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everybody in here. I'm not doing this. Yeah. Start to freak out a little bit here. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> well, I have to say that uh, <laughs> I don't know, dude. I don't know. Dude, practice your damn knots because I've seen it both ways. I've seen dudes sit literally on the bank for 30, 45 minutes. Oh yeah. Uncle Wayne. Uncle Wayne. <laughs> 30, 45 minutes. That's because he won't take his gloves off because it's <laughs> 55 degrees. I know. <laughs> Sit on the bank for 30, 45 minutes re-rigging, and he starts off with a full liter, and by the time he's done re-rigging <laughs> twice, he's got you know a liter that's three foot long. But I've also been on the other side where if you got a good drift, you're going to hang the fish, and guys are just – Flopping that thing here and there, not putting the mend in it, slack everywhere, and they're like, "How oh, come I'm not catching anything?" And I'm like, "Dude, you got to keep that mend going, that drift." So I kind of see it's both. Um, mm-hmm. I think that what I would suggest is uh, maybe fishing with a couple of dudes that are better than you, that uh, are not going to be all Mister Cocky, and you know, because I hate cocky, boo cocky. So that's what I say. Mm. So, wow. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> well, or hire I'm, a guide. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm glad I'm just confident then. Yeah. <laughs> Cocky's not, co- not good. Cocky. We, we give you. Yeah. It's not good. I'm yeah, co- so. I'm confident. I'm not cocky. Yeah. I just yeah. say boo it's a, to the cocky. That's definitely a tough one. 
I mean, I just got nothing to prove. I, I don't know. If I had to flip a coin, I would say get your knots down first because, like Scott said, even the shittiest drift is going to luck into something. That is true. Either in the mouth or in the ass. That's yeah, true. More than likely in the ass. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, you know, also with the drifts, it might help with the bug selection, too. I mean, you can have a great drift with shitty flies. I mean. Well, and this you know. this is a topic that I talked about last year with, uh, who did I talk about this with? Um, Gino and Jeremy. Hey, 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 hey. Who? I, I said boo cocky and you guys didn't say anything. Oh, I didn't hear well, you. I don't know what that means. <laughs> That's dirty. I heard it on Family Guy today and I started laughing. Oh. <laughs> did, you, did you get I on Google and that. go look for one? No, no, no. <laughs> Why are you talking about bug selection? The two choices that. were drift and knots. And you start talking about bug collection, bug selection. And you're and and, and I'm the one that can't stay focused. Yeah, this is rough. What the fuck? Okay. So, just just for 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 clarification, I did not talk to Gino and Jeremy about Bukaki. But I okay. did talk to them about bug selection. So, just let's just get that straight. Uh, that's terrible. All right. Hang on a second. I got I to gotta Google that. No, okay. don't Google it. He's, don't do it. He's Googling it. Let him, let him have at it. I got Just Google the family guy because the family guy is hilarious when he's talking about it. So. Yeah, I've never seen that. Okay. Well, anyway. Sorry, Stephen. Go ahead. Oh, you're golden, dude. Yeah. Um, I do have one more in the fly fishing realm, but I think I want to save it. All right. Save it. So we're going to save that. So now we're going to head into um, probably my, this I, This is all I've been doing. I know this is all BJ's been doing is tying flies. Right. So yeah. one one topic you brought up is what are must, must have fly tying materials or materials or tool. I, I added tools onto this one. Ooh, 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 pick me, pick me. Okay, Scott, me you go first. <laughs> Thread. Thread, absolutely. Thread, all right. I would say scissors because you got to have something to cut the cut the. I can use my teeth. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> or razor blade. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a. Well, I was thinking of material that so that for me, I would think that peacock curl kind of yeah. kind of is. You can use that stuff for a lot of stuff. You can use the tie caddis. Prince Nymphs, I think, um, you know, that kind of stuff. I don't know. That was kind of what I was thinking. But you're right. I think thread would be pretty much the, the best. Pretty black easy. thread. <laughs> yep. I'm going to go with black thread. Gel there spun. Gel spun. That way you can tie whatever. Jeez Louise. Yeah. Okay. We're going to get serious here. Uh-oh. Good pair of scissors. Got to have good pair of scissors. Okay. Good whip finisher. How about a vice? Good vice. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> Actually, you don't even have to have a good vice. As long as it I holds a hook, like, you're pretty good. Yeah. Oh, I just want to sound like I knew something about fly tying. I just wanted to throw my two cents in there. That's right. Well, I see, I seen personally with my own eyes, Rim Chung take a pair of hemostats and a hook and tie an RS2 Mm-hmm. On the river, I've seen him do it. Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. 
You haven't? I have. Mm-hmm. Yes. You, you've done it? No, no, no. I've seen Rim Chung do it. I mean, I've yeah. done that. Shit. Oh, Steve's I, done I, that. You haven't done that? Man, hell no, dude. I, I can't know get BJ's little, done that. The little fibbits on the back. There ain't no way. I can't even mm-hmm. see that shit. Dude, you can't see this right here, baby. They are so no. thick. I can do that dude, with a pair of wire cutters. are you? Dude, I suck. I'm fishing, I'm fishing the, the upper Arkansas with Steve, and I'm like, oh, man, I broke my shit off. And he's like, here, let me whip you up another one. <laughs> here you go. That's right. like, yeah, son. <laughs> it's called like uh, it. it's called my concierge river concierge service. It's only 150 an hour. That's right. That's yeah, not bad. It's teamwork. That's mm. not bad. <laughs> um, oh. Oh. I mean, you know, it, it depends on. I guess it depends on what you're going to tie. If if you're if you're wanting to get into streamers, I would say the must-have hook for streamers is a Gamakatsu B10s. Mm. The majority of your streamers are tied on that. Right. Hmm. If you're a midge guy like Scott and myself, you're going to be investing a lot of your money in TMCO 2488s. Mm-hmm. And that's like a hook that you can put most most midges on. That's what I tie nearly all my midges on. I think that almost that entire box that Scott got a couple years ago was 2488s. 2488s? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I have nice, a nice little stud, scud profile straight eye money. Mm. Yep. I, like I think my number one my number one hook is the uh, twenty four ninety nine SPBL. That's a good one too. Because that's the stinger hook that I put below my pegged beads. <laughs> yep. That's a damn good hook. <laughs> yes, I uh, I like the uh, Gamagatsu thirty four twenty nines, the E series that's on the titanium with the brass finish. Money is the E series the executive series? I think that's the CEO of all the Gamma guys. I just made all that shit up. Dude. Oh, I, I was gonna say because I know there's one series <laughs> their their midge hook like you can get a thirty, but it's got the eye of like a twenty. See, you can just make up numbers, and other fly tying guys will go, "Oh yeah, dude." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Gamakatsu is gonna get that's a rush legit. of orders tomorrow. <laughs> And then yeah. they get, and then they get home, and they start looking it up. Like, I gotta give me some of those. I need yeah, those like, thirty-one oh one <laughs> E series Gamagatsu's. Size nine. Don't nine. forget the owner mosquito hooks. Yeah, my <laughs> my podcast <laughs> said I needed them. Shit, what you talk about? Why are you laughing? That's <laughs> I that's love a them hook too. Hell yeah, it is. I've definitely paid those ones. On that shit. Yeah. that's the one, yeah, Steve. That's it right there, mosquito. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, I think a, there's a streamer dude. hook right there. Nice. So, the B10S. Yes, sir. So which one is the laser uh, sharpened? Those are the owners. Um, yeah, the, that's the, owner. the, the owners oh, are. Yeah. Okay. And then yeah, I think the tro- the trocars are too. Man, that, don't, you, you do not play with those, man. Those things are sharp. No, I mean, I'm, as soon I'm as af- I time on. I'm afraid of trocar hooks. Yeah, dude. I, I, the second... I get them. I pinch those barbs because I'm like, that some bitch gonna go through my hand, dude. I don't want nothing to do with it. I don't want nothing to do with it. Yep. So, yeah, yeah, those owners are uh, super hard too. They're yeah, they're they're tempered and it's kind of it's tough to resharpen them if the tip dulls, but it doesn't dull that easily. So no, no, no not at all. <laughs> dude, that's awesome. Black. Chrome. Do you ever do that? Do you ever resh- Do you ever sharpen your hooks on the water? I do. Uh-huh. I have that Likewise. tool that that has the sharpener, the nippers, and the um, nail knot tool with it. 
that you know expands out and all that other kind of crap. Uh, yeah, I'll use that thing to sharpen them up. Especially if I'm like in a real rocky area, that's drag. I can feel my flies just dragging through shit. I'm like, mm-hmm. man, let me just pull them up. Or if I'm catching a lot of fish, I'll. How do you know if it's getting dull, dude? I stick my finger right on that some bitch. Bop, bop. That's what I do. If it's catching Ouch. my finger, yeah, mm. I'm a man. Yeah, I, I use my fingernail for that. Yeah, yep. I know. That's a good idea. I just drag it on my fingernail, and it'll dig in if it's sharp enough. Yeah, that's a good idea. I poke myself, and then I use the blood for a glucose check. Oh, mm-hmm. I, I use it for mm-hmm. scent. Scent. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Chum the water. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. Then I'll I'll just put a kidney stone on the end of it after that. Oh, there you go. <laughs> you could peg that. <laughs> Ooh, good one. Can you peg a kidney stone? <laughs> yeah, Rob's Rob's have holes through them. Hey, Rob, we need you to catch your kidney stone in the sieve that they gave you. Uh, they didn't it, even give me one. Was oh. it peach colored or yellow or tangerine? Oh, it was kind of reddish. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so, ouch. Would you say more yeah. of a caramel? Yeah, a, little, a little bit. The yellowish Ooh. red. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. See, this is this is more my comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You start <laughs> talking it. about tying materials and end up talking about bloody urine. Yeah. <laughs> In a public bathroom that I was pissed <laughs> off that I'm like, why can't I just come to the bathroom at DIA once? And there'd just be like two dudes in there. Oh, never. Because it doubles as a tornado shelter. Evidently, yeah. And a place to drop a kidney stone. So there. (laughs) I had to (laughs) pee, and there was a man next to me throwing up. Yes. While he was screaming. (laughs) He was screaming. (laughs) Sweet. Okay. Um, Topic three. Topic uh, three or four. That's three. Or 19. I think we kind of went all over the place on that one. Definitely all over. Uh, So let's get get into our grab bag of topics here. All right. So So are we just going to, like, shuffle them up and just throw one out and see what's... Well, I've got three on here right now. But... uh, This this get one something that's gonna get Scotty all riled up, dude. He wants to he wants to lose his <laughs> shit up in here. Let's get him going, dude. This this oh, this one Wait, here is uh, who's getting a drink? I said, let me get a drink first. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Out. I'm okay. kidding. So, two part question. Part one a. What would you recommend, or what uh, what do you spend your money on, gear wise? Question two c. Where do you save your money when you can? Hmm. Well, well, the first, the first yes. part's an easy one. I don't. I don't go cheap on boots or waders. I don't Primarily. go cheap. I don't go cheap on boots and fly line. And that's the stuff I don't go cheap on. Steve, uh, I don't go cheap on anything. Yeah, that's you true. Know. I know. I have issues. I seriously have serious issues. But the stuff that you buy that you're like, dude, I got to have the best of the best of the best is what? Fly line, waders, boots. Yep. I agree. I think that's good. I think it's perfect. Glasses. Glasses. You can kind of scoot away. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I mean you could probably skirt yeah. the issue, you know. But yeah. well, yeah. I'll tell you, you know, they make there's there's several different brands of decent polarized glasses in the fifty to seventy five dollar range, um, and they work. You know, they're good backup glasses. They're good loner glasses, stuff like that. But if you're fishing every day, all day, and you're using those things, like you know, regularly, they're going to get scuffed up. They're going to get scratched up. They're just not going to last. Uh, and if you step on them or drop them or if they start getting shitty, you're, you just have to throw them away and buy a new pair. So, you know, if you try to use those as your primary, you're going to end up buying three or four pairs of them versus buying one pair of, you know, the good ones that come with a lifetime warranty and all that shit. And, you know, yeah, you don't have to worry about it for years. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's got a warranty on it. I will have to say uh, polarized glasses are, would move up my list if uh, when I'm chasing anything in the salt water. Polarized glasses, a good pair of polarized glasses, got, mm-hmm. got to have them. Got to have them. But we're not well, wearing waders usually there. So, yeah. <laughs> and I've got to make – I mean, my the biggest thing for me, too, is making sure that they're like a polycarbonate shatter resistance so that they're offering up some protection as well yep i'll run the glass i got the coasters that and that's all i wear is the coasters with the glass in them yeah protection you know so but they're shatter proof and mm-hmm. guaranteed not to rust bust pick up dust fart bark glow in the dark get ate up by aardvark those glasses right there never need winding never need batteries be a big hit of parties have girls screaming all over you with those glasses on mm-hmm. exactly screaming yeah. Or yelling. <laughs> Both. I don't know. Screaming yeah. and yelling. Possibly, yeah. Or, as they do in the South, hoot and holler. Yeah. Hooting and hollering. Holling. Yeah. Hooting and hollering, yeah. <laughs> Steve, you guys should have seen his face. He's like, what the hell is he talking about? What are you talking about here? <laughs> Jesus. I just, I just let him go. Yeah, yeah you, I mean, you go. get to a certain point, you just have to let him go. Yeah, you're like, he's going to have to take a breath eventually. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'll tell you where I get where I cheap it up. Okay. Is, um, huh, shit. I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't, don't either. That's tough, dude. I don't cheap it up either on any of it. Um, well, I guess I do. I mean, I, like, clothing-wise, I do. I mean... You know, I've got pretty expensive stuff, too. I mean, I've got Under Armour stuff. I've got Sitka stuff. But, you know, I've also got some mid-layer stuff that's pretty cheap. And as long as it's breathable, I don't give a shit whose name's on it. As long as it's the right material, I just really could care less what it says. So that's uh, that's kind of where I, I, don't, I don't go for the fly fishing brand names on everything unless it's a big quality difference. Some of the stuff is a big quality difference. Um, you know, ah, man, I'm trying to think of what I skimp on. I, I, I can't really think of anything. Um, maybe split shot. Maybe. No. Well, no. I'll tell Super you what. Dope, I, I buy the tin stuff and I have the tungsten stuff, but you know. Super dope. Super dope. Super. Dope. You know, one of my one of my favorite setups, rod and reel combo, cost me 110 bucks. That. Uh, I think I know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, I, it was a name or a store brand, you know, Fly Shop, and it was super cheap. And I love that setup. The reel's good. The rod's nice. I like the way it loads up. I mean, I've got I've got Sage. I've got 
BVK or TFO. Um, I've fished a lot of Scots. I, you know, they're they're obviously you know far better than anything that you're going to get in a budget price range, uh, just because of their their balance and their weight, how light they are, and how strong they are. They're kind of, I guess you could call it a, like a power to weight ratio kind of thing. But and they're just smooth as silk. But uh, I, yeah, and I still, I mean, I like. Um, Oh, what's the what's the one that starts with the M? Mystic. Oh, they've really? got some good stuff, and even Reddington's got some good rods uh, that are inexpensive. So you know you can kind of you can kind of whatever your budget allows, you can get decent stuff if you if you check it out and try it and you know do some research. As long as it yeah. fits fits your application and what you want to use it for, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I don't know of anything that I s- skimp on. <clears throat> I really, uh, I don't. Mm. You got me, Steven. It's you a, stumped. It's a tough one. <laughs> it's a tough one. I don't one. know. Yeah. I don't know. So, there. I, mean, I, don't, I don't think I necessarily go into fly shops and look to save money. No. Yeah, I, go, I, I usually do my research before I go in. Yeah. I want these blah, 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 blah. And I've looked at it and... This is the best that I can afford, and if I can afford better, then I will wait and save up my money until I can afford something better, you know? Because I'm like Scott. I don't want to buy a bunch of crap stuff that's going to last me. I'm on the water a ton already. If it lasts me two weeks and I got to go buy a brand new one, and I can buy something that's better if I just wait a couple weeks, and I'm going to do that, you know? I'm going to buy the best that I can, you know, so... Uh, for as much as I'm on the water, yeah, you know. So, but well, I think I think that's maybe one of the things that you get into fly fishing. You kind of, you know, you're you're already getting into it, and you and it's it's already intimidating enough. I can imagine getting into it these days, just right. just based on price points alone. You know what I mean? Dude. You can you can look anywhere, and you can see, you know, I mean, a lower end rod these days, I would say, is two hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah, that's that's exactly right. You know. Yeah. And uh, back in like when I first started in 1992, I mean, you want to talk about intimidating? I was like 18 years old going into a fly shop and a, a rod that's costing $350. I was like, "Whoa! Man, yeah. it's like the nicest of the nice and, you know, and now I'm looking at <laughs> Scott rods that are, you know, a grand a piece and I'm like, "Dude, what the hell, man? Where's oh, those yeah. <laughs> no, And that's exactly it. And- They're there. And they're there, yeah. Exactly. And you know what I'm, what I was kind of alluding to is you get into it and and you want to save your money. You know what I mean? So you you buy the, you know, you might buy the Walmart combo. You might buy the Scientific Anglers. You go into right. the fly shop and you know they got the little clear bins there with the nippers and the and the hemos mm-hmm. and you buy one of those each. You know, two fifty or three bucks, whatever two the hell bucks. they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You go fish, you lose them. You know you're going to lose them. Yep. So at some point, there you are. Two months later, buying another two dollar nipper, and yeah, they get it done. But is that two dollar nipper? You know, I mean, in the long run, is it going to be as good as say save your money and buy a nice luxury nipper? No. Same thing with the no. with the hemos or the forceps. Right, and I understand where you're coming from on that because I have a nice pair of able nippers that I I just don't me take with too. me. I have the 
I have the the crappy, you know, I mean, they're not crappy, but they're not like top of the line that I wear out. You know, I just and I don't know why I don't take the able ones. I guess I'm scared that I'm going to lose. I do. Fish one. That's all. I, I mean, I've got some cheap kind of backup ones that, like in my pack in case I lose a, mm-hmm. a set. But I'll tell you one thing I did when I got the able nippers. I looked at all the different options for the little zipper, the little zip out lanyard thing that you clip them to. And mm-hmm. I made sure that I got one that was not going to come apart or come off or pop off or whatever. I mean, I got one that it, you know, it's the fish pond one that you actually, ha- it has a locking, it's got like a pin that goes through the hole on your pack and then it has a locking uh, retainer on the back side of it. Oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and it has like positive engagement on the clip where it clips to your nippers. It's not just like a spring clip where it's going to fucking pop off of there because you spend a hundred plus bucks on a pair of nippers. You don't want to drop that shit in the river. No. Right, dude. And I, that's exactly, I only take them when I'm saltwater fly fishing and I don't know why. And so I suck. I'm stupid. I should go get them out right now. Go get them out. I know. You know, well, I mean, wait. Well, and that's wait. the thing, you know, I mean, you, you accumulate all this stuff. I mean, I've got, I've got my able nippers now on my, on my lanyard. I've got a pair of fish ponds that were my main nipper. I've got those in my Sims jacket now. And then I've got like a backup pair of Sims on my pack somewhere. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just get you, get you, that's, that's the gear that you, you should sink a little money into without really thinking about it is your, your nippers, your forceps, your, you know, if you're going to go the lanyard route, if not, like Scott said, get you a good zinger, something that's not going to come off, something that's not going to come apart. Yeah. I mean, spend the money on it. Cause some of those are super nice. They're, you know, 25, 30 bucks. And you're like, oh man, it's just a. Uh, a cord yeah. that's coming back. And, and then there's a, there's a $7 angler's image one sitting next to it. And you're like, huh, that looks, that'll work the same, but yeah. it kind of doesn't. Yeah. Until you go like this one on time it. and that whole <laughs> freaking zinger just goes <laughs> and blows up. Then you're exactly. like, well, shit. Exactly. I know for me, well, for me, there's two things I look at is, you know, I want, I don't care about price as much as i care about value and we kind of covered that as far as like if you buy something good it's going to last you longer so you know overall and the product support and if it breaks or whatever it's warranty covered that's a good value you're paying more for it but overall it's a good value and the the second thing is specific functionality that i have come to require myself and i'll just use like reels as an example i don't care whose name is on the reel i don't care what brand it is i want it to be light i want it to balance the rod properly and i want to be able to spin that fucking reel and pick up all the line that's off of it in one spin i don't want to have to sit there and crank it you know there's i want to i want a drag system that's almost infinitely adjustable and i'll sit there and dick around with them in the shop i'll spool them up i'll pull line off it and adjust the drag while i'm pulling it off and feel how smooth that drag is how many does it take five turns to make the drag different or does it you know does one click go from 20 percent to 80 percent you know there's a balance of all of that stuff that i'm looking for i don't care whose name is on it and you know i'll pay whatever is reasonable to get what i want but if i can get something that's cheaper that does the same shit then i'm gonna go the cheaper route 
regardless of of what name is on it. I look, I think back to like my bass fishing days. Everybody's got the Shimano reels, you know, whatever. And man, I'd go, I'd go to the to the sporting goods store and i'm sitting there screwing around with all these different reels and we got 10 different reels laid out on the counter and i'm looking at backlash and how sloppy they feel and how the you know this is all gear stuff not fly stuff but and i ended up buying quantum and okuma and these other like they were like a third the cost of the same size shimano and I never had any problems with them. I loved those reels. And other people that would fish with me, they'd try them and they'd be like, damn, this is just as nice as, you know, what I use. So you don't have to get the most expensive thing to get the best thing that's going to work for you. Nope. Well, Okumo makes fly reels and fly boxes. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. They do. Mm Mm-hmm. The the problem I've had, and I, I used the Okuma SLV fly reels, and I still do. I've still got some of those. Um, the problem I've had with those is they freeze up super, super easily. If you, if you like, blow warm breath on them in the wintertime, they'll lock up on you. So it's – but in the, in the summertime, they've got a decent drag system, but they do not tolerate the cold. Um, you know, Lamson makes good reels that I think – really work well in the winter time so you know that's what i'm using then but i've got i've got okuma reels and and i i'm happy with them you just have to know their limitations and it's you know purpose driven so you've got to figure out what you want to do with it what you want out of it and that's the right reel for you regardless of what the price point is steve just goes for the bears if he's got yeah i don't need dancing bears on mine (laughs) (laughs) it's pretty damn sexy but Oh man, <laughs> that's my baby. Oh, buddy, that is a nice reel. I know. I've seen both of you guys fish with uh, with your reels, and you're right, Scott. I mean, you get a fish on, wham, wham. You're <laughs> over there just going, "Hey, you see my reel? I got a click, 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 Look at those bears rolling, baby. That's <laughs> it. Oh yeah, uh, it's so that funny. Is it. <laughs> oh i've got another reel that uh i got added to the arsenal i need to show you guys oh buddy sexy nice yeah you know uh, i'm kind of pushing from galvin to uh hatch with more saltwater stuff that i'm getting going yeah i purchased uh three hatches this year compared to galvin so i don't know i love galvin still so i don't live close enough to saltwater to worry about it no. Uh, no, me neither. No. I'm 1,500 miles from the nearest saltwater. <laughs> and if I go to the saltwater, I know somebody I can borrow shit from. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I know a guy that's that's got a bunch of Galvin yeah. sitting around that he yep. doesn't use yeah. anymore. So. Hey, they can win. you ship this to me to Florida, please? <laughs> yes, I can, baby. I'll let you do it. Mm-hmm. Drop ship some salt gear. Yes, please. Oh, Sugar did. Daddy Sniper. Yep. There we go. <laughs> so... Spend your money on your boots and your waders, and whatever, in line. and really whatever else you want. Yeah, in line, you know. And if you're going to save I, I, money, I mean, I'm going to go back to what Scott said real quick. Uh, you know, you buy those combo packs. It's got the rod, the reel, the backing, the line. Uh, you know, when I'm hanging out in the fly shop and talking to somebody, if they pick that up and they're like, "Oh man, I think I'm going to go with this," I always tell them, "Hey, let's let's rip that line off. Let's get you some good yep. line on there." I mean, it's going to make a world of difference just on that rod i know it's going to suck to pay you know 90 bucks for some line 
when the whole rod tube and the whole setup costs <laughs> like 125 bucks. But right. if you do it, it's going to make everything work better. Well, and you can so. tell, like, you know, I've fished with people that have had those with the cheap line. And oh, everything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, they, they start stripping that line out, and it's just like a corkscrew of line coils across <laughs> the surface of the water. And it's like, all right. Let's try to do something about that. I mean, I'm taking my, like, leader straightener on their fly line, trying to, like, get get the freaking loops out, you know. And then they, well, the problem with it ultimately is it gets tangled on itself. You know, they get these wicked-ass rat's nests in their loose fly line because it's on the ground wrapping over itself or in the water. And then they then they get a fish on, and it pulls this nasty wad of shit, and it hits the first eye, and the fish breaks off. <laughs> yep. And that's when I just start laughing, dude. Yeah. That happens one time, and you're like, oh, should have spent the money on the Rio. <laughs> yep. Should have bought that SA. I mean, yep. Nice. S-A, whatever, yeah. And so, there you go. So, boots, waiters, line. Boots Boom. and pants. Boom. Boots and pants. Yeah. And, 30 minutes of bullshit to find out the three answers. There you go. Yeah. And you don't have to save money. Just buy value. Just buy something of value. Something that brings value to your, your fishing. Or either just make really good friends that have nice shit. Ask that them too. Mm-hmm. 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 And that is, you know, something that you should also mention is if you get an opportunity and you're fishing with somebody and they've got a spare rig or they've got some stuff, you know, if if you're okay with it, I know I don't like to borrow other people's shit because I'll probably break it and, yep. you know, end up having a – and not that I wouldn't buy them a replacement or whatever, but it just – I don't like breaking people's shit, but you know, if you're okay and and if somebody's fishing with me, I'll let them use my stuff and here, try this out. You know, I've been they, here. Yeah, absolutely. So if you can try some stuff out, but spend some time at the fly shop, you know, most all fly shops have somewhere where they'll let you cast a rod. They'll let you take you out in the parking lot or on the grass behind the shop or whatever. And man, try stuff out and ask yes. a lot of questions. That's how you get to yeah, the best. Decision. Definitely. Yeah, and you know, and you know what? That's uh, that brings up a real quick thing. Never buy a rod without casting it. Um, it nope. doesn't matter if it's in a little tube setup or if you're buying, you know, a brand new sage or Scott or whatever. And cast that damn thing, dude. dude the I last mean, last it. rod I bought was that seven weight sage. Yeah, and I took Just one cast. out and I took it out and I casted it for twenty minutes. Yeah, dude, that's and okay. I was sold. I'm guaranteeing you the guys that are working in the shop are not going to go back and go, oh, my gosh, that dude does not need to buy that rod because he can't even cast. Dude, they're just wanting to help you get that rod that feels good in your hand that you can perform better with than a stiffer rod or a fast-action rod or a slower-action rod. You know, They just want the right rod for you. Nobody's going to make fun of you. If they do, then they're not going to work in a fly shop for very long. Yeah, and at the same time, don't – don't run into a fly shop if, if you're just getting going. And, I mean, this is like green, green, green. You've never fly fished. Don't go into a fly shop and say, hey, I need to buy, uh, you know, I need to buy a Sage Method. Or I need to buy, you know, the I need an ultra-fast rod because I live an ultra-fast life. No, 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 no. No, no, you don't. Hard and fast. You need to That's chill exactly the fuck right. out. Get you a medium action. <laughs> Yeah, and level. the guys that the guys that work in the fly shop—that's what they do. Yeah, you know? and, and that's they, what they're going to tell you. 
Yeah. You know? They're going to watch your cast and go, hey, man, you can do a faster action rod. You've got a nice cast. You're stopping that rod. Perfect. Blah, blah, blah. You know, they're going to they're gonna work with you. Um, rarely have I been in a fly shop where a guy just goes, hey, here's a rod. Go cast it. Yeah. You know, they're going to go out with you in the grass or the parking lot and they're going to watch you and say, hey, man, let's 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 check this rod out. Or I mean, but if they're if you're hell bent on a sage method. They're not going to talk you out of it, you know. Oh I mean, no, thousand dollar, yeah, thousand like, dollar rod, yeah. and you put a hundred dollar line on top of that. What? Yeah. Wait, you've never fished before? Oh, you need to start with the radiant over here. Let me yeah. let me show you this yeah. one. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Let's get that title starting right off in the eight. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I watched so. Fast and Furious. I need a fast action rod. Oh, buddy, <laughs> you got yeah. it, Vin Diesel. <laughs> get it to you, baby. Yeah, <laughs> Luda. Yeah, I don't know what were we talking about. I don't even remember shit. Saving money, I, lo- I love it. I love it. Buying things of value. Yeah. So, what else you got, Stephen? That's all Topic I got, boys. Four. That's all I got. We got a good hour what? out of this. Three of us, oh, one hour. Nice. Where's BJ? Look at us go. BJ, BJ got who? Multiple segments. Somebody should yeah. call him. BJ. I, know, I feel bad for him, bitch. That yeah. son of a bitch. Yeah, his poor kid, man. I, there's nothing worse than having sick kids, man. Oh, plus I got low power mode on my phone. Shit. Uh, that's it, dude. Wrap it up. Well, there Stick you go, people. Um, enjoy this one. A lot of info. Don't forget to tip your weight staff. Yeah. <laughs> Scott will be here all week. Try the veal. That's right. Mm-hmm. And I'll be uh, just hanging out. And so. Rob is uh, in Idaho waiting for his other stone to pass, so. Yes. No, it's gone. It's, it's done. Gone. Yay. Woo-hoo. All right, boys. Well, you guys have a good week, and I'll hit you guys up later, baby. And yeah. everybody, hey, thanks for the Instagram, uh, being a part of Instagram, and thanks for all the listeners. We got yeah. some good ones out there. Uh, we got some higher-end people that are listening. But, uh, wait, 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 wait. What does yeah. that mean? That means As uh, compared to... I don't know. I just heard through the grapevine that there is uh, some people. Well, we listening. got some. We got a lot of lower end people. We got listening. we got people like me, and then we got people like Scotty that's way up there. Oh, Ooh. so we have like. <laughs> so you're setting that bar low. <laughs> low. So we've got like deplorables and <laughs> good people. High end. You're yeah. basically saying like high end Very. is like just off the floor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Very right good. Out of, just hovering over the gutter. Uh, yeah. So okay. I'm I got gotcha. you. So what up? What up? Cor- shout out to corporate America. How are you guys doing? Corporate America. That's it. Yeah. There, there you go. go. There you go. They probably won't listen anyway. So Turn your volume Let's... up when you listen to us and you will not regret it. And exactly. Do it in the office. Yes. Wow. Yes. Put it over the fucking intercom. <laughs> and you, you won't regret it. Shit. Yes. <laughs> yes. Make All sure right, the boy. fucking kids are within range too. That's right. We got to earn that explicit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we earn it sleep. honestly every time. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Steve just do. Steve just always puts explicit on there just so yeah, we're covered. I have to. <laughs> Somebody's like, is there going to be boobs? <laughs> there probably this is. is. explicit on there. <laughs> All right, dudes. I'm outie. I'll holla at you, boys. Thanks, everybody. Peace out, everybody. Thank you. Be safe. Closing time. Open all the doors and let you out into the world.
closing time. Turn all of the lights on over every. Board.